At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with Ferdos Karras, who has a brand new book out called Creativity, The Key to a Remarkable Life. And as you could guess in this conversation, we talk about the word creativity, not just the word, but what being creative is, what his definition of creativity is, what being creative is and isn't. That many people think that they are not creative and that that's just not true. How we can tap into our creativity by what we watch and listen to and where we focus our mind and where we don't focus our mind, getting into daydreaming as a creativity tool. So if you've ever thought of yourself as creative, let this conversation hone you in more on your creativity and how to use it. And if you're somebody who does not consider themselves to be creative, I've got news for you. You are. And to find out why you are and how to use it, enjoy this conversation with Ferdos Karras. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show Ferdos Karras. Ferdos, welcome to the show. Thank you, Eric. Pleasure to be here. So I was really intrigued when I heard about your new book. It's been out for a couple of months. It's called Creativity, The Key to a Remarkable Life. And this is a show about productivity, but... I kind of lump creativity in there as well, because honestly, with all the knowledge work going on in the world, often productivity is creativity or being creative is required to be productive. You're absolutely right. Shall we start with definition, my definition of what is creativity? Yes, actually, that's a great place to start because a lot of people have different definitions of creativity. I'd love to hear yours. My definition is that creativity is the ability to think differently by mental process of original thoughts that leads to the creation of new ideas. So creativity isn't something you can see. It's a mental process. It happens in your head. It's not innovation. It is not tangible. Creative thinking can result in innovations and can result intangible items like uh, drawings or whatever that you can actually see. But creativity is a mental process that you that you go through in your mind to come up with new ideas. If I'm hearing you right, and, and you know, I take my interpretation, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that you're saying that creativity is the mental work, but you can't see that. Of course, you can watch somebody thinking, but again, you can't see inside their head. But the tangible outcoming of that creativity is is what output typically is considered. That's right. And so that could be anything. That could be an innovation. Uh, That could be a new process. That could be a new product. That could be a new idea that's very tangible. And and my implication has a lot of uh, 
very serious uh, implications because, for example, I, I don't think that uh, putting five people together in a boardroom and telling them to come up with creative ideas is the best way to do things because it's a mental process that each of us goes through. Uh, and so uh, it is not uh, a tangible result uh, of, uh, of thinking. It is the actual thinking process. And most people don't do that well in groups. So I actually don't believe in groups. I don't believe in brainstorming sessions. I think most of us do our best creative thinking as individuals. And then you can use a group later on to do something with that creative idea. So, for example, with uh, implementing it or uh, with uh, actually physically creating the new product or whatever, then a group does become important, but it's not part of the creative thinking process. Interesting. Um, honestly, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but that's okay. We can disagree. I think just because often I'll be able to come up with really great ideas by talking it over with somebody and them adding to it. But again, maybe you're saying that that's we both we both were creative separate, but then put our pieces together and it became even better. Yeah, exactly. So creative thinking isn't something is something that you do in your own brain, but the result of it doesn't have to be uh, individualistic. I mean, you can certainly collaborate with other people uh, in implementing your creativity. So let me give an example. Who is the most creative person that you can think of in history? Mm, let me see. I'll I'll go with uh, I'll go with Ben Franklin. Just to be All right, Ben Franklin is a good example. Now, you know Ben Franklin's name, right? Because of his creative ideas, his creative ideas, not uh, some group's creative ideas uh, that he belonged to. It's him. And it's the same uh, for me. I mean, uh, if I think back in history, the most creative person I can think of was Leonardo da Vinci. Now, imagine if Leonardo da Vinci had gone to a group and said, hey, you know, I think we can make a... A, uh, a something that flies in the air, a, uh, a product that flies in the air. In fact, he actually designed the first helicopter. And you can imagine the reaction of the group that uh, that would have happened. But we know his ideas and we have implemented many of these ideas hundreds of years after he had them. We know his name precisely because it was he who came up with these uh, creative ideas and not somebody else. That doesn't mean that creative thinking uh, results in something that can be done just by yourself. Because uh, in my book, I actually say that you need eight different characteristics uh, to implement creative thinking, but that doesn't have to do with the creative thinking process by itself. So I don't know. I, I, I think that. I still think that maybe there's a collaborative creative process at play somehow. How do you, how do you see that? I, I don't. Uh, what I think is, you know, that there's a lot of studies done. Uh, and I'll give you one example uh, of a professor who's done a lot of studies. I think he's written about 90 books. And he has uh, come to the conclusion, as I have, that uh, creativity is not a product. It is not innovation. It is uh, not something that doesn't move, but it is not logical thinking. Uh, and it is not brainstorming. And what he said is, 
I believe brainstorming groups have an appropriate part to play, uh, but it says research shows unequivocally that brainstorming groups produce fewer and poorer quality ideas than the same number of individuals working alone. Yet firms continue to use brainstorming as a technique for generating ideas. And one of the best examples I can give in modern times instead of Leonardo da Vinci uh, was, in fact, Steve Jobs. And here we are with Apple being the most uh, highly valued company in the world today in terms of its market capitalization. And yet Steve Jobs said it is really hard to design products by focus groups. A lot of people don't know what they want until you show it to them. So he was very much an individual thinker. Um, of course, he didn't start Apple by himself. There were two people who started uh, Apple. But generally speaking, if you go beyond one or two people, you don't get the boy- best creative results. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. In fact, I almost said Steve Jobs originally when you asked the question. So uh, he definitely falls underneath that. I wonder, though, then some people are probably wondering when they're sitting down to do their work and their job is to, quote, be creative or their activity is all day is to to be in the process of being creative. Like, what does that mean? What does being creative mean and, and, and what falls under that and what doesn't? OK, well, the first thing is, let me start by saying what it is not. A lot of people think that they're not a creative person because they associate creativity uh, with a, something like a talent for painting or writing or composing music or designing or drawing. That is artistry, and artistry is quite different than creative thinking. We are all creative thinkers, and if you don't believe me, just uh, take a pencil and paper and draw a squiggly line. That's all. You don't have to be a great uh, drawer. Just draw a squiggly line. And I guarantee you that whatever squiggly line you draw on a piece of paper No other person has ever drawn that line in exactly the same way. It is mathematically impossible because the number of uh, pixels on a page uh, uh, that you're using, the size of the paper, no other person could possibly uh, mathematically have drawn that squiggly line in exactly the same way. So we are all, as individuals, creative thinkers, and we implement this uh, all the time in our daily lives. And in our professional lives, I mean, for example, I think one of the best examples uh, is that we all have pets and uh, we all give our pets different names. We come up with a creative name for our pet based on whatever we want, whatever thinking we go through. And that's creative thinking. That's implementing your creative thinking when you come up with a name for your pet. So uh, we do this uh, all the time. So the first thing I want people to understand is that Anyone can become a highly creative thinker and that all of us have some degree of creative thinking already going on in our heads. So we can expand that creative thinking. The degree to which we are a creative thinker varies from person to person, but there is no person on this planet who is not a creative thinker. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I have often believed that there are people who are in the sense they don't their their problem is is that they don't consider themselves quote creative because they're not an artist or not quote artistic or in that realm of classically considered artistic endeavors but that doesn't mean they're not creative like you just stated we're all creative absolutely i mean today for example there are over a hundred companies trying to find a vaccine for covid-19 
I would imagine that if there are, let's say, 100 companies, then 98 of them are going to fail. Uh, they're all being creative in their approaches. They're all trying various solutions. They're all trying uh, different approaches to the problem. Uh, but most of them, by far, the majority are not going to succeed. And maybe one or two or three companies will succeed. And that's a good example of applying creative thinking, even though you know that you might not succeed. And I think that failure and the ability to fail and the acceptance of failure is very much a part of expanding your creative thinking. There are many, many professions that, that fail all the time. Um, research scientists is a good example. Not a good example are, I don't know, let's say baseball players. When a baseball player goes up to bat, he knows that, you know, unless he's, a, he's one of the world's best baseball players, he knows that most of the time, mathematically, most of the time, he is actually going to miss hitting the ball. He is not going to score a run. Uh, there's the, you know, even if you score a run one out of, uh, even if you score a hit one out of every four turns at bat, you're doing really well. Uh, you're going to be in the stats. So, uh, there are professions and there are people who are adapt at applying creative thinking and who know already that they're going to fail. But we don't do that very well in business, especially in hard times, harder times like now. Uh, it's ironic because in harder times like now, you actually have to apply creative thinking more than when times are good. And, you know, we go back to Steve Jobs and Apple. Well, Steve Jobs wasn't the first person to come up with the idea of a mobile phone. Actually, a company called Motorola came up with their first mobile phone. They were the ones who have applied their creative thinking to create this multi-trillion dollar business. Uh, but they lost it and they lost it because they didn't continuously apply their creative thinking in the product cycle. And so Motorola lost out to Apple and Samsung and Nokia and all the others that came along and took away their market share from them. But at the beginning, they were the only people who were creating mobile phones. And yet today, nobody's ever heard of them and don't associate them with mobile phones. So uh, it's not just that you apply your creative thinking once. You have to continuously apply your creative thinking as a, in a company in order to succeed. And I do think that if there's one silver lining out of this year uh, because of COVID-19, it is the fact that we've all had to apply creative thinking and rethink everything. If you're a company CEO, you've had to start with your product line and how you get inputs into your product line, to your manufacturing process, to your marketing, both with uh, reaching new customers and reaching your existing customers. Everything has had to be rethought. And so creative thinking has suddenly this year come right up to the forefront in every single company. And if you don't apply creative thinking, for example, if you don't have an online presence, uh, you're going to die. You're absolutely going to die as a company. I don't think you have much of a future if you're not continuously applying creative thinking. 
Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think one of the things then that people are kind of questioning as they follow along here in this conversation is this idea that, okay, well, yeah, maybe I'm not a quote artist, but I, and I can agree with you that I am creative day in and day out in my personal life and my professional life, but they may feel like, especially right now, that, uh, they've been stifled or smothered in terms of, you know, thoughts and feelings and, uh, unusual, unusual circumstances, which can make them feel like they're just trying to survive instead of thrive creatively. Do you have any ideas in terms of like, what can people do in the here and now? with their mind, with their what they see, what they hear, that can help them be more creative? Okay, I'll give you eight uh, different points. Firstly, you need a creative creativity-enabling environment. You must have a conducive environment in which to be creative. And sometimes this is called, in companies or organizations, they call an organizational culture. If you don't have an organizational culture in your company or your organization that allows people to be creative, 
you're not going to be able to succeed and you're not going to be able to uh, be a creative person. Secondly, you need to focus on innovation. You need to work for an organization. Apple's a very, very good example, but there are many, many others uh, that uh, aren't quite as highly valued, but they all focus on innovation. And you need that focus on innovation. Thirdly, you need creative freedom. So everybody from the CEO on down has to allow you as a person working in that company or that professional organization, allow you to be a, a creative thinker. And that includes the ability to uh, take risks and to fail uh, in on occasion because creative thinkers often fail uh, and the most creative people uh, very often fail. Then you need supportive relationships. Nobody is an island and we all need relationships uh, both within our personal uh, life and in a, certainly in our professional life that fosters creativity. Then you need money and tools. And I often give the example of the Wright brothers. They actually weren't the first people to have the concept, the idea that you can make a machine that flies. Yet we know their name uh, today, the Wright brothers, not because they had the concept of uh, making a machine that flies, but the fact that they had the money and the tools to actually make the aircraft, the first aircraft that flew. And therefore, we know their name. Uh, and so uh, you need money and tools to implement your creative ideas. And finally, I think above all else, you need one characteristic. And that one characteristic, you can probably hear in my voice, and that is passion. You need to have an ability to think for yourself. You need to have a strong ability a strong faith in yourself, in your creative ideas. And the best example I think of that in that, I mean, there are many, many examples, but people quite often give up. You know, they don't have the ability to succeed and they simply stop uh, implementing their creative ideas. Yeah, man, that's a great list. I think, you know, honestly, we could spend the rest of our time together talking about like just one of those things, which is great. I love that though people are going to be able to jump into the book and, and dive deeper into all of those things. I want to talk a little bit here about one of the particular things that, that I find helpful creatively that people don't often talk about. They think that you've got to, you know, sit down with a pad of paper and focus. But I find that unfocusing or what often other people call daydreaming can be yep. a, a really powerful creative tool. You're absolutely right. Uh, and in fact, I say that in my book, daydreaming is a process by which you take your mind away from what the present stimuli is, from what you're seeing or what you're hearing or what you're feeling, physically feeling. So you take your mind away. And I actually encourage people, even in companies, to daydream when I consult to them. And instead of putting everybody in a, in a room where you start brainstorming, I say, okay, go off wherever you wish. I mean, go to the parking lot, go to the bathroom, go to wherever you want, go to your own office, go wherever you want, take a walk, uh, do whatever you want, but get away from wherever it is that you are physically at that time mentally. So go to a place, go to some other place. And when you are at this other place, 
Then think of the biggest problems that you want to solve. Think of why you have you are, are being asked to come up with new creative ideas. Think about how you can take your company or yourself in your personal relationships, in your personal development to another level that you want to get to. And believe it or not, daydreaming or taking your mind away is one of the best ways to come to expand your creative thinking and to come up with new ideas because you are not limited by the stimulus that is happening in front of you. For me, often I'll find that even when I'm intending to take a break, and I think this is, you know, this is obviously the way the brain works, the brain will work on something even when you're walking away, when you're not in front of a computer screen or when you're not, you know, actively looking at notes or reading if you're going the analog direction. Getting outside, taking a break and walking, you know, you're, you're doing something different with your body, different with, cause you're probably sitting down, although you might be standing at a standing desk, but at least you're in motion, right? So going outside, taking a walk, getting some different kind of weather than you were inside and not focusing on the problem. Meanwhile, your brain still is and it's coming up with creative solutions. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So try it. Just uh, every listener here, try it. Just daydream for a short while after this uh, podcast is over. And you, when you're there, make sure that you're thinking about problems and solutions. That's it. And you'll be a much better creative thinker than if you're staring at your computer or whatever it is that you normally do. And you're, you're using your other senses your ears or your eyes or your feel, your touch uh, senses to uh, to get the stimulus. Just take your mind away. Yeah. And, and by the way, I want to reiterate, don't do that right now. Finish listening to the episode first. If you're out on a walk listening to this, because I know somebody probably is, I often, that's my podcast listening time often, but sometimes I will intentionally not take headphones and I'll take the dog for a walk and just let the mind flow. And, and even if I'm not focusing on trying to solve a problem and be creative, uh, it still happens. The brain is still breathing. Yeah. It's still working that way. So, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, it's a, it's a great uh, way to, to approach a problem in particular. And, you know, creativity is all about problem solving. Uh, creativity, when you apply creativity, you come up with different ways, different avenues, different approaches of solving problems. And I, I often use the joke of uh, 7-Up. And nobody knows why the, uh, the drink is called 7-Up. But I'm hoping that the reason is that whoever was coming up with this idea and there wasn't an individual who came up with the idea actually started with one up and that didn't work too well. So he tried true up and three up and four up and five up and six up. And then finally seven up, there it is. And everybody likes seven up when they tasted it. So uh, the, the idea of trying things over and over again or trying different approaches to problems uh, we we expand our creative thinking, and the bigger the 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 uh, creative thinking we have, the more creative thinking we have. The more we've expanded our mind, the more we'll find different approaches to to problems, to finding solutions, and the more solutions we'll have. So, a non-creative thinker, to go back to that example might have just come up with, you know, one up and two up and three up and then stopped because he thought, oh, my gosh, this isn't working. But in fact, it was seven, the seventh uh, iteration. So quite often 
in business, we do what we call prototyping. Prototyping is not creating a product to its nth degree, like the final product and putting all your resources into creating the final product. Prototyping is simply where you create a product in a kind of halfway or a quarter way, whatever the end product is. You don't go right to the end, but you just try it out. You make a simple version of it or a low cost version of it and you try it out. And, and that's called prototyping and you, you, you put one away and you try another one and you put that one away and you try a third one and so on until you finally come up with the end product that you really like. And the end product might be not the fifth one or the sixth one or the seventh one, but might actually be a combination of maybe the third and the fifth and the eighth iteration of what you came up with. This is kind of where if you've done that creative work, you know, say you've come up with one through, you know, ideas one through nine that are different iterations of the same, trying to solve that same problem with different solutions. This is where sometimes having, uh, this, this is where I kind of feel like that collaborative creative effort comes in, although maybe it's just insight from somebody else that they would be able to point out the benefits or, you know, a, a view from outside of your own mind in that instance. Absolutely. And, and you need that to implement creative thinking. You know, uh, it's, it, it, it's very important to have the implementation of creative thinking because you can have the best idea as an individual, as I said, you know, Leonardo da Vinci came up with a concept of a modern helicopter. Well, he couldn't do anything about it. Engines hadn't been invented. Uh, but he did actually come up with the concept of, of what we would call a helicopter today. So you, you have to have the ability to implement it. And that includes other people's ideas. That includes, you know, if you come up with a brilliant product, even Steve Jobs would have said, you know, you need somebody to fund it. You need somebody to create it. You need engineers uh, to create it. You need designers to uh, to design it and so on. You need marketers to market it. You need clients to buy it. So nobody is an island. Nobody can do something by themselves. E- even the most brilliant thinkers can't do that. They, can, they, they can't implement their creative thinking by themselves. I, I use in my book the example of Vincent van Gogh. Vincent van Gogh was an absolutely brilliant painter, obviously. We think so today. And any of his paintings will settle for tens of millions of dollars if they come up today. But in his lifetime, he only sold maybe two or three paintings. Nobody knows exactly, but maybe two or three paintings. Nobody bought his paintings. So he, he probably could have used some marketing assistance <laughs> in those days to I- implement his creative thoughts. Uh, which were his paintings, but he didn't have it and he didn't succeed as a painter during his lifetime at all. And yet today he's one of the most celebrated artists that ever lived. Often, and, and we're kind of alluding to this a little bit here, or I was with, you know, involving other people later on in the process that can help you move past the, you know, the first and second or third waves of things that you're working on. Um, how can we use creativity to improve, say, the communication with those people or even like family and friends? Well, uh, creativity uh, is is doing. So that's the first thing. You know, you have to implement your creativity. Creativity uh, is something that you 
you have innately in you, but you need other people to be able to implement it. And I do think that uh, people can do a lot of things to expand their minds right away. First of all, creativity needs to be applied. It's It needs to be understood and it needs to be applied. Creativity is not unlimited talent. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're suddenly going to become a Picasso uh, just because you expand your creative thinking. It just means that you're simply trying to expand your mind and implement creativity. So creativity uh, requires persistence and creativity can lead you to new places. Creativity means that you trust yourself. Creativity is human-centered and it is not necessarily a solitary pursuit. You can do, you can implement your creativity with others. And if you think about all the biggest companies in the world, They've all founded at the moment, the, you know, the, the largest companies in the world, like by market capitalization, um, you know, Apple and, and Alphabet and, and so on. They were all founded by one or two individuals. That's it. It was the one or two individuals ideas. In most cases, it was actually two individuals collaborating together. In the case of Berkshire Hathaway or a few others, it was probably just one. But most of the largest companies in the world got uh, their start with only one or two persons' creative ideas. So just think about that. You know, these companies started in garages and so on with one or two people. And yet today they are, in some cases, like Apple, worth over a trillion dollars. That's because they had the founder had a creative idea that got funded and implemented and then the company expanded, but it, the founder doesn't expand by himself. And I often use the analogy of a music conductor. A music conductor is an essential part of making music in an, with an orchestra, but you know, he can flap his hands all he wants. We can't make music by flapping his hands. He needs the orchestra. He needs each player in the orchestra to be following what he's doing while conducting. And so uh, he's still the creative person. He's still the, uh, the person who's coming up with the idea of how the music should sound to the, to the uh, orchestra. He's telling them when, what the tempo is and so on and so forth. But. He can flap his arms all he wants, but without the others, he's not going to create music. I think that's just another reinforcement as to why sometimes having multiple people involved, but again, maybe not at the inception point, uh, makes sense and makes us you know, that much more powerful in, in teams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So teams are essential part, but they are not the starting part. And I think that that has huge implications because a lot of people in business right now are making the mistake of putting teams together, uh, no matter who they are, uh, and uh, and putting them all in a room uh, or going off to, I mean, nowadays we can't travel, but, you know, going off to a retreat in the old days or whatever and saying, okay, now we're going to come up with creative ideas. Uh, doesn't work. It really doesn't work. 
allow the people to come up with their own creative ideas, then put them together to, to implement the creative ideas, to massage them, to make them better, to see uh, what needs to change in order to make those creative ideas a reality. That's the difference. And that, I think, is the difference. And a lot of gurus who consult to companies quite often fail uh, because they don't understand that the creative process is actually a mental process that goes in our, in the brains of each of us and it's not a group exercise. I think you've won me over. I, I think, you know, where I said in the beginning, you know, I, don't, I, might, I might disagree with you a little bit. I think you've won me over and I think I, I can see what you're saying. As somebody who wants to be a creative person or wants to, to see success as a creative person over time and having, having a, a long lasting value to that. Are there, are there steps we need to take? I mean, I'm thinking of Steve Jobs, particularly. I mean, his name's come up a bunch of times. He definitely was a, was somebody creative that was successful and, and had a, a legacy to him. Is there any kind of advice or guidance you can give in terms of creative people or people who want to be creative that maybe again, they're on the fence about if I am or if I'm not? Uh, that that they can feel like no, you are, and here's how you can start to prove that to yourself and see that you can be one long term into a legacy. Well, first expand your creative thinking. That's the key. That's what I'm trying to do with most people that listen to me or read my book. Is simply expand your creative thinking. Think of creative thinking as a transformational thought process. And something that you need to actively engage in. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. So let's say you said that some of your podcast listeners take a walk. Well, here's the first example. Don't walk on the same road that you normally walk on. Go somewhere else. If you're, if you're listening to this, just take a left turn, take a right turn, take a path you've never been down before. Uh, that's implementing your creative thinking. Then look down at your shoes. If you have shoelaces, uh, that you're walking on, if you, if you have tied shoes and most of us do, next time you tie your shoelaces, tie them a different way. Look at your socks. If you're walking outside, do you have the same socks on? Well, okay. It sounds silly, but next time you go out for a walk and you want to listen to this podcast, wear two different socks, two different socks. Sounds silly. But this is, these are the small incremental steps you take to expand your creative thinking. Then look around you while you're doing your walk. Look at the houses that you see. Look at something unusual that you never noticed before. Go towards a house that's colorful or that's playful or that's different than all the other houses and stop and look at that house on your walk uh, today, because that house has been designed by an architect. It's just been designed by somebody uh, with a specific purpose in mind. And if it's different, if it's a completely different house, it is precisely because that person applied their great creative thinker uh, thinking. So that if you think of all the great architects in the world, like Frank Lloyd Wright or whoever you want to think of, 
they are the people, they stand out precisely because they apply their great grace of thinking in their particular profession. And they came up with something that's different, something that's new, something that people haven't seen before. So as you walk past a car, uh, think about the design of that car. You can have cars that are, you know, look very similar to each other, like Toyotas, for example. And then you can have cars that look like Ferraris that are, you know, individually a great deal of thought has gone into the design of that car. And Ferrari succeeds precisely because it's a highly creative company. Then think about pulling out your cell phone, your mobile phone. And we've talked about mobile phones. You know, there's a huge amount of creative thinking that goes into the product that you're holding in your hand. It doesn't matter whether it's a Samsung, a Nokia, or Apple, or whatever. Every company is going through that kind of process. It is a creative process that results in what you're holding in your hand. And I think that that, you know, if you, if you expand your mind in that way, and I've just scratched the surface of what you can do on your walk, uh, you know, there's so many other things you could, you can look at and, and think of. And then finally, let's do some daydreaming on your walk. Take yourself out of your environment. Doesn't matter where you're walking. Take yourself out of your environment. Even close it. Stop for a minute. Close your eyes if you want. Take yourself away. So this is the opposite of meditation, by the way. Meditation is where you, you, where you try and get all the thoughts out of your mind. Mine is the reverse. Mine is saying, take your mind away somewhere else and then start thinking about your know, problems and the possible solutions to it. That's how you become a greater creative thinker. Uh, that's all great suggestions. Getting, honestly, out of your normality, out of your comfort zone, doing things differently. I love meditation. I've been doing a lot more of that recently. I, I think in an upcoming episode, we're going to talk more about that for sure. Is there any kind of place where uh, we can send people to go check the book out a little bit more? Because I think there's just there's so much in here that's going to really spark, one, creativity, but two, more success for people as they check out the book. Where can people learn more? Well, you can uh, get the book on Amazon or any of the various big platforms that sell books, uh, depending on which country you're in. Uh, you can also go to my website, uh, which is www.chocmoose. So it's short for chocolate moose, M-O-O-S-E. It's the animal, not the dessert. Uh, there's a creative name. Uh, yeah. Chocolate moose, chocolate moose media. Uh, and you can order the book off my website. And if you do, you don't pay anything more than you would on Amazon. And in fact, you get a signed, a personally signed copy from me and you get it much faster than you do on Amazon or any of the other big platforms that print the book. But uh, you can find me uh, all over the Internet and uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter and so on. But um, the best way to do it is to go to my website, order the book, give us your email, and we'll be in touch. Awesome. Uh, Ferdos, it's great talking with you. And again, I think a lot of people are going to find a lot of benefit from this book. So thank you for coming. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's been a pleasure. 
Well, that's another podcast crossed off your podcast listening to do list. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Ferdos Karras. I know that for me, it was a good reminder of what all creativity is and isn't and how to tap into it a bit more, being aware of what I'm doing with my environment and my surroundings during work and outside of work to spark creativity, getting out of my comfort zone, getting out of my normality. I hope that this episode has benefited you. And if it did, would you do me the favor of helping it benefit someone else by sharing this episode with them? You can hit the share button wherever you're listening to this in on that podcast player app of choice, or head on over to the show notes at beyondthetodolist.com and hit the share button there. Thanks again for sharing. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you next episode.